Welcome to Hope's Reason, a podcast of discipleship with Stephen Bedard. Please come and visit me at hopesreason.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash hopesreason. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Reverend Dean Proctor, who's the pastor of Queensway Baptist Church in Brantford, Ontario. And for a number of years, Dean was my pastor as I was uh, between churches, and we've come to really appreciate him as a pastor and a friend and uh, a colleague. And he has some great wisdom to share with us in this episode, specifically about the church and mental health. And so we'll get right into the interview. So, Dean, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and your current role. Yeah, so I'm a lead pastor here in Brantford, Ontario, at uh, Queensway Baptist Church. And coming up on my seventh anniversary, started in, in 2009. Uh, and uh, really uh, a, a change in context from where I ministered previous, which was down near London, Ontario. It was a, a rural two-point charge. Uh, and, and to come to a situation immediately where it's, multi-staff, multi-services, much larger budget, and of course, much bigger responsibilities. Uh, It's been a a really wonderful uh, opportunity, but but also uh, a challenging one, but challenging in in a good way. You know, I've grown and I've been stretched and and gotten to use a lot of leadership tools here that uh, I think I had, but just wasn't able to to use in, in my last location. Now, you've been active in teaching on the church and mental health. What's led you to that point? Well, I guess my own journey. Um, I was diagnosed with major depression in uh, September of 2008. And uh, I had was just, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. Um, it was just my, my wife just was seeing in me and receiving from me um, uh, language and attitude and moods that were just very difficult for her to respond to. And so after a long, 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 long time of, of just trying to deal with behaviors uh, and instead of root causes, um, she convinced me that we should perhaps go see the family doctor. Um, so I did just sort of to satisfy uh, her request and uh, was diagnosed with, with major depression uh, at that point. And um, so it was actually a relief, I got to say, um, because, uh, you know, to, to, to learn, you know, from a medical professional that I wasn't just, you know, a jerk, <laughs> that there was actually, you know, something going on here that could be treated and, and managed and could, could improve things at home, improve things in ministry. I was serving in, in the churches at, at the time and, uh, it, it was quite a relief. Um, I, I felt, um, that I didn't, I haven't encountered a ton of stigma on the topic personally. Maybe it's just cause I've been so forward about it, but, uh, that experience and, and wanting others to feel that same measure of freedom, especially in the Christian community, uh, that's, what's driven me to, uh, incorporate a lot of, of, uh, mental health teaching and, 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 um, support into the ministry that I do. 
Have you seen any improvement in the church's attitude towards mental health over the years? So I'm going to talk about my my church here at Queensway in Brantford. Um, it's the context that I can speak most um, most informed about. And and yes, absolutely. Um, I remember thinking that uh, church leadership needed to do something. Church leadership needs to take the lid off this thing, and church leadership needs to be more intentional about uh, being more transparent on this topic. Um, and then, you know, kind of the light goes on one day and I realize I am church leadership. And so I decide, well, okay, I think about four years into my time here um, that I had earned, I felt enough trust and had enough credibility and enough uh, relational currency uh, in the church that I decided I would I would talk about my own mental health. And so I did that within the context of a, of a sermon one week. Um, and I was... Uh, walking through uh, Psalm 22. And I had made a comment uh, that I found Psalm 22 to be almost bipolar in nature, in that it, it as you're reading through it, it's the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows, and then back up high again and then low again. And, and I said, you know, you wonder what kind of a, uh, a condition the writer was in at the time that they were writing this. And perhaps it was a, a mental illness. And and does that freak you out to think that somebody that wrote scripture uh, would would be challenged with with a, a mental health uh, issue? I said, would it uh, be a problem if someone preaching from scripture had a mental health uh, issue, uh, for instance, like me? And then you know lifted the lid off of it and said, because actually I do, and here's the thing, and here's what I do about it, and here's how I manage it, and you didn't even know. And um, and so doing that was the very first step. Scary. Um, but the very first step, uh, and it closed a few doors for ministry, sadly, you know, uh, there were some folks that just really couldn't cope with the fact that the pastor wasn't perfect. And so then I really had nothing to speak into their lives because I was a mess myself and myself in, in, in their view. But I really think that it opened a lot more doors than it shut. People saw vulnerability, saw safety, uh, and saw transparency that, that, made them feel like, okay, if he can do it, if he can talk about it, then I can talk about it too. And um, and then from there, the church, um, we were doing a, a Thursday night service at the time, and there was a, a guy who was lay leadership in that. His name is Scott Martin. And Scott decided that he would be transparent on his mental health in that context and um, did and was very supported. And then he had the idea that we would do a podcast together, which we started in I think 2013 um, or 2014, 2014, and called Mind Matters, and, and you can find that. Uh, there's a Facebook page for it. You can also find it on iTunes. And so Scott, that was Scott's idea, and so the two of us uh, do this podcast together and talk about trying to marry in a conversation mental illness and the church, or mental illness and Christianity in general, and, and how um, we're getting better, uh, but we're still not where we need to be on the topic. Uh, my church leadership here, uh, again, supportive. If you go to our, our uh, church webpage, queensway.org, right on the homepage is a link to the podcast. It's right up front. The church, on behalf of the entire congregation, we declare on our homepage, we're talking about mental illness, and here's the link that you can go and, and be part of that discussion. We've had small groups um, going, both for people with diagnoses, that's still going, and one for people with family members with diagnosis because I mean it's the same topic but they land in different places um, my my wife for instance 
her interactions with mental illness are different than my interactions with mental illness. She needs a safe place for her to debrief on some of that stuff, just as I need a place to, to do that. So we've had a couple of different small groups happening and, um, it's been, it's been really, really, uh, positive here at Queensway and continues to be, uh, we even have the opportunity, Scott and I, of, uh, going to our denominations assembly in June and doing a workshop on this very topic. And, uh, and I think that's an indication that, uh, good things are happening and spreading outside the church and, and within our denomination. And, and again, much like I found when I preached it, I'm sure there will be churches in our convention uh, that will uh, have no interest in, in dealing with this topic whatsoever. Um, and then there are others that will, I, I hope, I pray, will feel relief that we're, we're being so transparent and open on it. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, your workshop at uh, Assembly. Both Amanda and I are going to go to that. And uh, we both listen to your Mind Matters podcast, and I'm going to include links to that into the Facebook page in the show notes. Now, in your opinion, what's the biggest obstacle for people with mental health in the church? What are they, what's the biggest one they're facing right now, do you think? Well, I think the, the, the church culture itself. Um, and, and unfortunately, um, in many places, uh, the church has adopted an attitude where it's full of shiny, happy people um, and where no messiness is allowed. Uh, no brokenness is permitted. You got to get your act together, and then you can come in and be part of the body here. Um, it's you know to use the imagery from scripture. It's like the fish having to clean themselves before getting into the boat, um, and and so I think that attitude it's not present, of course, in all congregations, but it's still prevalent enough that uh, church is not automatically seen as a place of safety the way that it should be. We use the word sanctuary a lot, but we mean it as a physical space. We don't mean it as an atmosphere the way we should. And so I think it's that attitude. Uh, when you start dealing with topics like this, you invite messiness into your church culture. Um, if you start uh, addressing things like, well, should someone with a, with a mental illness uh, be a volunteer? Um, can they volunteer with children? Well, it depends on what the mental illness is, of course. Um, remember that a person with anxiety, especially a, a high anxiety or a social anxiety that maybe manifests itself in panic attacks, um, it may be that, yeah, they're on your schedule and they're supposed to show up to do whatever thing on Sunday morning, but if on the way to church they have a panic attack, they're not going to be there. They're not going to be able to fulfill their obligations, and now there's going to be scrambling, um, and that's the sort of messiness that I'm talking about. And if the church is not prepared for that um, and not prepared to accommodate that, uh, then, then that's a real barrier to being able to uh, invite this topic wholly into the church. Um, accommodate's another word, too. You know, we have legislation and have, uh, for years, made physical accommodations in our churches for, for those with physical uh, limitations. Um, and I wonder what it looks like for us to start uh, accommodating uh, those who have uh, mental health limitations. Um, what does that look like? What does it look like to have sort of a, not a, 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 a roped off area for, you know, this is the mental health section of our congregation, but, but I mean, if a person has social anxiety, um, sitting in the middle of a crowd of people for an hour or better is just too big a risk. And so then will they come? Will they not come? Can they take that chance? Can they not? If, if as typical Baptists do, we fill up from the back of the sanctuary and move, then, then a person with anxiety comes in and they've got to 
walk all the way down the aisle and sit in the front and be totally visible. And, and if you're a congregation that does uh, the passing the peace thing in, in worship, where you get to stand up and greet people and things like that, um, not only for an introvert like me is that horrible, that's just the worst thing ever, um, for someone with anxiety, um, that's just anxiety-inducing. And so, you know, there are things in our structure, things in our litany, if you will, things in our order of worship. And if we're not prepared to accommodate those or to make adjustments for them, uh, then we're not going to be able to respond to this this topic the way we should. Now, if you had one thing that you could say to churches to take the level of acceptance to the next level, what would it be? I would say it to the church leaders, both the paid leadership, you know, the, the called, the pastor, uh, but also the lay leadership, whether it's a board or a council or your, your elders or, or whatever you call it in your context. Um, and, and that is not to be afraid on this topic. It's going to start at that, that level. If the, the, the senior leadership uh, does not want to embark on this journey, it's never going to happen. Um, if you're not prepared to, to accept the reality that, statistically speaking, a full one quarter of your congregation has or should be diagnosed with a with a mental illness. If you're not prepared to confront that and and respond accordingly, uh, then it's never going to happen. You'll have a, a full twenty five percent of your congregation left to suffer silently or to go somewhere else for support. If you can't get support in your own congregation, then then the church is doing it wrong. Uh, so I would say to the leaders, uh, it starts with you. So, like, don't be afraid of it. Uh, have have the boldness to to lead the congregation in this direction and and create that atmosphere, create that safe space. And if you don't have the firsthand experience, like I'm speaking firsthand from from my own personal experience, if you don't have that, then access people who do. Um, I had an opportunity. A friend of mine um, in Kingston um, saw the need for this in his congregation, but he didn't have firsthand experience in it. So he asked me to come in and lead a weekend conference for him, which I was happy to do. He wanted to have the conversation happening in his midst. He just didn't know how to do it himself. So he accessed me, and, and, and I would suggest that, that there are tons of resources out there. But I think the thing to remember, this will be my, kind of my last thought here, is that there are lots of resources for, for mental health in our communities. Canadian Mental Health Association does a great job. There's lots of different support groups and and resources that are available here in Brantford. We have a number of them and they're, and they're very, very good. Um, but I would wager, um, is it okay for a Baptist minister to wager? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, betcha. I, would wager, <laughs> <laughs> I would wager that, uh, no one in your community or a, a like 0.1% of your community is dealing with the spiritual impact of mental health. And that's the niche that the church is supposed to be meeting. The spiritual impact of this. Uh, and, and so you don't have to have all the resources and all the tools and all the programs, but just make sure you're providing a place for at least the spiritual dimension of mental illness to be addressed, to be uh, embraced, and to be safe and welcomed. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. It's very practical and uh, very helpful for us to, to be looking at. Dean, I really appreciate you taking this time to talk to us about uh, mental health in general and uh, your own experience and as well your wisdom as a pastor. And uh, just want to thank you again and, and pray God's blessings upon you and your ministry.
Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd encourage you to check out the podcast page at hopesreason.podbean.com where I'll leave the links to the Mind Matters podcast as well as the Facebook page. And also encourage you to check out my page, stephenjbedard.com or hopesreason.com. Either one works. Thank you again for being a part of this. God bless you and have a great day.